Every year I know we gonna go hard. We been that team ever since Bart Star. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will all right, all right. Welcome into Lombardi's Legends Podcast. I am Wags. Joining me as always is Dane. Dane will be live on the IG here in just a moment, but uh, we are streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter tonight as well. Um, and uh, exciting day today. We have the return of Rashawn Gary uh, to dive into. Dane was at Lambo for camp practice today. So he has some first-hand observations to share with us as well. Um, so we are going to go ahead and uh, get Dane on here and get started. But um, so really, really happy to uh, get into that tonight. Um, we also have um, of course, uh, wide receiver observations and tight end observations as promised. Uh, we wanted to get into that tonight as well. So, um, so folks, um, I'm Dane, I'm actually gonna, and I'm having some, uh, connection issues here on uh, the IG. So let's see if we've got, uh, uh, this, uh, connected. All right. I got you on the IG as well. So Dane, thanks so much for joining us here. How are you doing tonight? Wags, I'm so good, man. It's uh it's it's a great day. It's uh I'm doing great. I'll tell you what, man. Um super happy about Rashawn Gary. That's the deal. That's what this is about. I'm so hyped that Rashawn was back. You mentioned I was at camp today and um was looking around and um and you know I I I I saw I was like, you know, wait, is that is that who I think it is? Guys kind of just saw a, a flash and there he was 52 uh, Gary on the back. So Rashawn Gary's back, man. Super hyped about that. Um, I'll tell you what, between him and Luke Van Ness and Preston Smith and um, JJ Nickbare and I mean, we can go down the list, Justin Hollins, um, you know, Brenton Cox Jr. Like this is a pass rush that's going to be stacked. I'm really excited about it, but I'm doing great, man. I've been in the sun all day um watching packers so i'm i'm feeling pretty good how are you doing good so i'm going to interject here because haven't got you connected on the ig i just sent you a uh invite so let's see if you can uh finagle with that and get yourself um added on here so dane your dad keeps trying to add on uh and get into the video here as well so uh apparently scott thanks for watching out here i think you got something to add out there but uh we'll have to have you on soon buddy but uh yeah dane if you can get on the ig i think what i just pressed it again we'll see yeah we'll get you on there there we go. Let's see if that gets you connected. And um, so while we do that and get that connection established, Dane, I just want to say, like, Rashawn Gary coming back today, that was a surprise. I don't know that we had any indication that he was going to be in pads practicing today. That was pretty uh, crazy to me, a big surprise. Um, so I, I don't know about you. If you, if you saw that coming and you just happened to time that up really well with being up to Lambo. So, um, but anyway, um, I, I gotta say that that's, that's big news. And, um, I, I think it's, uh, really, really exciting that uh, he's been able to return to practice off the pup list this early on because you don't mess around with that pup list, man. You don't want to activate someone too early on. And then all of a sudden, 
they're not able to go further on down camp or as they get ready for the regular season. Yeah. And I, I'll tell you what, I definitely didn't plan it. I, I, I wish I had that kind of insight with the Packers. Um, but um, it's funny. This is the funniest part about all this wags is that, um, you know, um, before I realized Rashawn Gary was, was uh, out there practicing today, I was watching Eric Stokes actually um, working out. He was kind of off on the side, um, you know, behind the end zone working. And I kept, I, I took notes a little bit and I was like, Eric Stokes looks about ready. Uh, he looked explosive. He looked really strong running around, cutting. Um, I, I actually uh, threw that gate on my way out. I was like, how you doing, Eric? He gave me the thumbs up. He looked good. Um, so for what it's worth, eyeball test, Eric Stokes definitely looks like he's getting closer and closer. Um, and, and so between that and Rashawn Gary, it was a really promising day from an injury front with the pack legs. So it was really good, but yeah, I had no idea Rashawn was going to be back out there. Um, but everything that I saw from him from, from my vantage point, he looks like Rashawn Gary right now. They weren't going full bore, full bore, but Rashawn Gary looks like Rashawn in those pads. He's fit. He's in good shape. He had great energy today. So um, very exciting across the board. I'm sorry. I was, I was muted on stream. Um, I was going to say on, on the, um, defensive line front, um, two guys we really want to talk about, uh, in-person observations. Lucas Van Ness is, is one of the guys I had. And then for you, uh, Devontae Wyatt has been really to break out of camp. Um, so that was a great call. Obviously, both those guys are first round picks. So we expect them to have an impact at some point, um, with the minimal, number of snaps that Wyatt got last year. That's got to be welcome news. But Dane, just curious, what were your firsthand observations if you got to see either of those guys rep at all today as well? Oh, man. Okay. So Lucas Van Ness, let's start with him, the first round pick this year. Um, I think I'm traditionally pretty... Um, um, you know, I try to be cautious with with some of my um, predictions with young guys. That guy can play football. That guy's going to be an impact player. He's going to be an impact player right away for the Packers. I'll just put my name on it. Lucas Van Ness can play ball, man. Um, watching him, he looks the part of a first-round pick. Um, I, I get chills thinking a little bit about watching him today because he was strong against the run. He's aggressive. His hand play, like He's so explosive live. Uh, and I got up close and personal with him. I uh, got to see him from just a few feet away. And he, you know, his, his nickname is Hercules, right? And, and, and uh, as advertised, folks. Um, so Luca Van Ness looked really, really good today. And Devontae Wyatt, man, um, you know, had a chance to just be like, what's up to him? And he was like, good day. It's a good day. He, he was in high spirits today um, out there. And he looked really strong as well, Wag. So, I mean, that's what's exciting is I think this is a defense that has all of the um, possibilities in the world. They have so much talent, so many first-round picks, so many high-round picks. Uh, but between Devontae Wyatt, Lucas Van Ness, the return of Rashawn Gary, there's a lot of promise on this defense. So I'm um, just excited to see what's next. And like I said, Eric Stokes potentially coming back sooner rather than later, at least from the eye test perspective. Um, we might have a really, really full um, defense coming in sooner than I think any of us had anticipated. Yeah, I mean, the early story was how much the defense was dominating. What if the defense is finally rounding into the defense that we thought we had last year? Um, as you said, all the talent that we have. And it starts up front. And let's be honest, uh, that's been an area where we've lacked speed 
um, and quickness, I think, in past seasons. And clearly, uh, the front office uh, invested in this dif- defensive line and this edge group. This is a different group than we've had in, in years past. Um, and uh, we don't need to be a top five run defense. If we can just get maybe top 15, 20 heck, even that's, that's a significant improvement for a Packer defense that likes, likes to, to bend, but not break, get a, be aggressive, opportunistic with getting their hands on the football. We know how good the guys are on the back end. So if we're poor, if we're able to give, you know, another yard or two in third down and distance situations instead of third and three, uh, they're getting third and five or third and six more often uh, than they were in those third and two and third and threes a year ago. And then on top of that, we've got more guys that can get off the ball and pressure the quarterback in those situations. Um, Dan, that's a recipe um, that now those, those talented guys on the back end don't need to be in coverage as long. And oh, by the way, We've got a second year, uh, potential breakout in Quay Walker, uh, who had a terrific season last year. And I think is out to prove the world that he's put his emotional maturity issues behind him and uh, a potential bounce back season from Devonta Campbell, who wasn't awful last year, but certainly wasn't playing at the level they did two seasons ago. So, um, this perhaps just the optimistic side, Dane, as you saw in person today, is it? crazy to say that maybe these pieces are all just coming together and we could have a really, really good defense on our hands this season? Absolutely. I mean, we could certainly have a really good defense this year. And you know who else stuck out, right? So if we're talking holistically across this defense, some of these young guys, Brooks and Wooden, uh, across the D-line as well, um, they're explosive, um, explosive off the snap um, in some of the team defense and some of the team offense and defense, just watching all of those guys and kind of the, the pieces coming together. I think they have a couple guys there too. Um, I, I dare I say this is one of the stronger defensive lines. They're young. They're, they're maybe a little bit more inexperienced than some past years, but I'll tell you what, um, I hate to pile on the guy, but you know, we don't have Dean Lowry there anymore blocking um, you know, TJ Slayton, Devontae Wyatt. Like, I, I think that the consistency is there, letting those guys get out there and play more uh, next to somebody like Kenny Clark. This might be the, the, the hope that we've been waiting for, for Kenny Clark. For so long, Kenny Clark's had to kind of hold it down largely on his own on this defensive line. I don't think that's the case this year. I think TJ Slayton's growing. I think Devontae Wyatt is going to leaps and bounds be a big time player this year with extended plays, but do not sleep on Brooks or Wooden as well, Wags. They, they really were popping again today. We've heard it throughout camp, but to actually see it with my own eyes, they're fast. Uh, Colby Wooden in particular, I was like, holy smokes, who is that guy? I kind of had to like do a double take and I was like, oh, it's 96. It's not 97. Um, that's high praise, right? So Kobe Wooden's another guy. So across the board, you're right. This is a defense that I think is, is coming together. It's gelling. It's going to be a defense that's going to be faster. They're playing faster this year. And now we just get to see them put it all together. But very exciting after going to camp today watching this defense. Yeah, that's that's hard not to be. And and granted, we know that the offensive side is a work in progress. So um, we'll see as we get into even if there is some vanilla uh nature uh, of the scheme in the preseason, we'll get to see some of these guys out there um coming up here shortly. So excited to see how that starts to come together. Dan, let's flip over to the offensive side of the ball. Um, but before we do that, 
can you share? I, I shared last uh, episode, but we've got a giveaway from our sponsor, Leaf Spirits. Uh, do you mind uh, just uh, wrapping that and sharing what we're doing this week, um, courtesy of Leaf Spirits for our weekly giveaway? Oh, man. Yeah. So first of all, Leaf Spirits is awesome. Uh, if you're 21 or older, you got to have some Leap. Um, our boy Leroy Butler, Packer Hall of Famer, NFL Hall of Famer. Um, you know, he's on the bottle for a reason. He's an owner of this uh, the, this wonderful uh, product. We're so proud to once again be partnering with them this season. Uh, and this week, Wags, Leap Spirits is going to be giving away, or we're going to be giving away some pint glasses, courtesy of Leap Spirits. And Wags, you kind of got it behind you there. Um, it's a good looking glass. It's going to go great all season long. Um, so be on the lookout on our social media, our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter, wherever else we've got social media these days. We'll be posting. We'll be doing a giveaway at the end of this week. One lucky person is going to get what? Two pint glasses, four pint glasses. What are we giving We're giving away? away four pint glasses. So I think Great. we can either, why don't we have two winners? Two winners get yeah. two pint glasses a piece. So that way we can spread the love a little bit. And folks, yeah. So just uh, be on the lookout for posts on social and uh, just rules are simple. Like us, like Leap Spirits too, for that matter. And um, uh, go ahead and uh, at someone in uh, any of the posts or retweet it. You get bonus entries into this week's drawing if you add anyone um, and um, certainly follow us as well. So we want followers, we want likes, and we want you to share. So if you do those things, you'll get at least one entry from following and liking and bonus entries if you add or retweet. Uh, so folks, uh, just be on the lookout for that here in the next day or two. We'll get that out there and you can start participating. So thank you very much for that and thank you for following. So Dane, let's dive over to the offensive side of all. In last episode, we were queued up to talk about these young tight ends. Um, and I think reports have been extremely encouraging for that group as well. Um, I, it would be natural to both be a, a little overly ambitious for what our rookie tight ends can do. And I'm talking about Musgrave and Kraft. Uh, and, and also at the same time, maybe, you know, um, downplaying what they're able to do because uh, so far in camp, it looks like they've been actively up to the task and uh, potentially ready to have an impact out on the field. And by the way, uh, DeGuara and uh, uh, Tyler Davis look like they're going to continue to have the roles that they had in Tyler Davis's case. He might even carve out a little bit of a bigger role with uh, uh, certainly Mercedes Lewis moving on. And Tyler, by all accounts, has really taken over some of those uh, run game responsibilities from the inline tight end position. So, um, but um, I've been really impressed with what I've heard about all of these guys. So um, no doubt about it. One thing that you have to say is this tight end group has gotten leaping bounds faster. And so Dane, in person, were you able to observe any of that today in any of the team drills or in any of the reps, uh, particularly with those two young tight ends and Musgrave and Kraft? You know, unfortunately, from my vantage point, I didn't get a ton of uh, of looks at them. Um, a lot of my in the team, believe it or not, I saw Austin Allen uh, quite a bit um, just to, from my vantage point and uh, and some of Tyler Davis as well. And I couldn't agree more on Tyler Davis. I mean, he's carving out a spot. He's he, he's making this roster, by the way, and he's going to be playing some snaps for the Packers on offense this year. But what I did notice is, you know, just watching some of their drills, even though I didn't get to see him in team, Musgrave is 
a freak athlete. Um, he's, he's bigger than I think I had anticipated. Um, he's really natural athlete, um, coming off the line of scrimmage. Um, I didn't get as a closer of a read of Tucker Craft today, if I'm being honest, but watching Musgrave, big 88 out there and how he was kind of fluid and moving out there. Some guys just have kind of that natural ability, right? You can tell that they're an athlete. You can tell that they can put it together. And I'm, I'm particularly excited to see more out of him because I think that he's one of those guys that has the ability to, you know, be um, a, a, a solid blocker, but also a massive target, both in the red zone and uh, across the field. I think that he's somebody that's a matchup nightmare waiting to happen uh, against opposing defenses. So um, although I didn't get, True, true close looks today. I'm um, just kind of watching Musgraves move around and watching how he's catching the football. I'm definitely somebody that's a, a true athlete. And I expect, you know, there's going to be growing pains uh, probably in this offense kind of across the board. It's such a youthful offense. Um, but, but they've got a guy probably in him that's going to be able to, you know, take the reps. And, and Jordan's going to love somebody like that because I really do believe um, if you're trying to put a tight end on him or excuse me, a fullback uh, or fullback tight end. Neither of them. If you're trying to put a linebacker on Musgrave, I think that you're not going to be able to match up very well. And if you're trying to put a safety, I think Musgrave has the ability to just out muscle, high point the ball. And, and you know, that that's the, the the kind of challenge that he's going to give. So um, just it's it's exciting to see some of these young guys. But I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, um, I think we're going to mix it in with the tight ends. Let's mix in Pearson, Henry Pearson as well, um, maybe because Duguar has been out and I got to see him up close and personal. And I'll tell you what I saw today was he was laying the wood as a lead blocker with the number one offense wags. Um, so, you know, this is fullback positions, kind of a dying breed in the NFL. Watching Henry Pearson hit the hole. He sprung, I believe it was A.J. Dillon for a big gain on one, one run play. He was washing out linebackers. He was washing out safeties when he had the opportunity today. So if he can carve out a bit of a role on special teams, you know, it's going to be tough for the Packers to keep a fullback, I think, uh, um, potentially. But he's definitely practice squad guy at a minimum at this point that they can call up in certain game situations and maybe more, maybe with Josiah DeGuara's injury right now and not being able to be out there, if Henry continues to flash, he might find his way on this roster. He's been really good so far um, from everything that I've seen and watching him in person, I went, damn, that guy is not afraid to hit. He knows where he's supposed to go. He makes the play. He does his job. And that's what you need out of a fullback. Yeah, I think it, thank you. It is worth mentioning that Doguara has been hurt. Um, and that's certainly contributed. But to your point, when we had Henry on, his, his guy that he wants to kind of emulate is Kyle Uchek, um, out of the 49er system. Obviously, that's not been an element necessarily in a quote unquote fullback, although, uh, we've used our tight ends, um, our non inline tight ends in, in a similar role or fashion. So it's not like if, if Pearson's up on the 53 man roster, then all of a sudden we've got to switch around our personnel packages to be able to get a fullback on the field. Um, he just wanted to be designated as the fullback. And that's what we, we found out. So Dane, we're getting close to the top of the hour. Did you want to hit on wide receivers or should we maybe save that for uh, our next episode as well? Um, we can save it for the next episode, but I, I'll just do a quick teaser. And I know I, you know, after drinking the Kool-Aid being in Green Bay all day, I'm feeling it a little bit watching the talent. Um, but my, my quick teaser and wags, I know that you're really excited about Reed, um, our, our draft pick. That guy, he can ball. 
Um, so we'll talk about him in our next podcast, but he's so clean the way he catches the ball. He had a phenomenal touchdown catch today. Valentine, um, tipped it. He was able to pull it in for a touchdown. Like when you, sometimes you watch guys, you go, Hmm, he's kind of that mm guy. Um, we know Christian Watson. I think Romeo Dobbs is going to be a good player, but Reed looks like somebody who can be a big time player. I think the Packers have a history of landing guys after the first round at wide receiver. I don't want to say too much too soon. We're going to see the live reps, but he's fast. He's good. We'll talk bigger, uh, uh, you know, next podcast, but folks, I read number 11 is going to be somebody to keep an eye on. Yeah, I love it. I'm glad. I mean, not that you weren't already on the bandwagon, Dane, but there's plenty of room on the Jaden Reed bandwagon. So Dane, welcome aboard and anyone else out there listening or watching. Uh, this kid is just a pure football player. You say he's fast. Uh, I like to say football fast because he just knows how to cut, run and catch the ball, um, in all, uh, you know, um, uh, positions, uh, and, He's got a huge radius. I think he's going to be someone that's going to make a big impact. So excited to hear more about that. And yeah, let's, let's tease that for our next episode. I think we'll be back next Monday and uh, we'll do another episode. Uh, folks, there'll be a preseason game in the books uh, that we'll be able to talk about a little bit next week as well. Yeah, and Wags, not only the preseason game, I think the Packers are heading to Cincinnati tomorrow. They've got some um, some practices, some joint, joint practices, practices planned. Yep. So not only are we going to get some joint practice action, some live reps against other guys, but also going to get that first preseason game. And I'll tell you what, I love that Matt LaFleur and this coaching staff has embraced the joint practices. There's only so much you can hit your own guys before you want to go hit somebody else. Um, even Even today, um, Jordan Love started the game or the, the game started the practice with an interception and, um, Savage kind of stepped across the, the field and cut uh, undercut and had a nice pick. And, um, Jair Alexander is shouting at Jordan Love to quote, wake up. Um, you know, at a certain point, it might be nice to go hit somebody else for a little bit. And I think that that's what we're going to see, um, going into these joint practices and going into our first preseason game. So family nights in the books. We've had nine, uh, what pre or excuse me, a training camp practices so far. The pads are on football's back in green Bay. And you're right. We're going to have our first preseason action. We're going to get a really good look at what this Packer uh, roster is starting to shape up to be. Yeah, for sure. And maybe it's, I'll be interested, uh, one other discussion point, the swagger that the defense and the vocal leadership, if you will. Um, I know we can also just talk to call it trash talk, but let's, let's, let's be real. Um, you know, this defense, they're the leader. They, they have, I think, recognized that. They're the unit that is going to be carrying this team. Um, and so they're really pushing, uh, the uh, young guys on the offensive side of the ball, Jordan Love, uh, that young wide receiver group. Uh, this young defensive line is really pushing a very talented offensive line right now. So, um, so I think that's a, a really nice development. So maybe some swagger, maybe the offense isn't quite where we want it, but maybe this defense is just embracing that role and, and becoming those vocal leaders of not only the defense side of the ball, but this whole team in general. So, uh, maybe something to keep an eye on and uh, talk a little bit more about. But Dane, it looks like you got some closing thoughts. So I'll let you close it out with. Uh, final thoughts and any other observations you wanted to throw in uh, from your live session today? Well, you know what? A final thought, but maybe more. One last question for you. I want to touch on it while it's still fresh. Um, 
one roster change that actually surprised me a little bit um, was um, Danny Etling, uh, who, um, you know, was backup quarterback, was in camp, was with the roster last year. Um, they released him. So do, do you think that that is a um, indication that that um, that Clifford is going to win that number two job? And or, or what, what do you make of that? Because right after, you know, just the timing was a little bit surprising. Uh, right now, the Packers have three quarterbacks, including Jordan Love in camp. Um, so just kind of a fascinating piece. And it's still fresh enough. I want to kind of get your two cents on that. Yeah, I, I think. It is interesting timing wise. It's almost like they're starting to put in the game plan for that first preseason game and realizing that there's just not going to be the reps for four guys to get out there. I think the writing's on the wall. Clifford's by all accounts looked pretty good in camp. Um, he, he made some nice progress through OTAs and look, I mean, he's a fifth round pick. So it's not like he was a really high draft pick, but they went and got him for a reason. I think they really like this guy and it seems like he's delivered pretty well for a rookie so far. So, um, it seems like the writing was on the wall for Etling and they just want to get a longer look. Cause I think love's going to get some reps in the preseason. They want to give Clifford a real long look and get a bunch of reps this preseason. And I don't think they were going to keep Etling around as a third string quarterback. Um, so why not give. Uh, Alex Mico, uh, you know, a, a longer look, maybe in gar- at mop up duty, uh, and perhaps he gets a run at, at making the practice squad. Uh, or if they decide they do want to carry three quarterbacks, I'd be a little bit surprised if they do that. But I think really the move is now this opens up the door to just have Clifford and Love as your two quarterbacks on the 53 man roster. So, um, it, it's about repetitions. And I think just looking at, uh, in general, Etling's meant a lot. Uh, to this franchise over the last year and a half. Um, let's go ahead and, and give him an opportunity maybe to latch on early enough in camp somewhere else uh, to have a fighting chance to to have a job somewhere else. Yeah. And, you know, that's really good insight. And I'll just, I'll, I'll my, my final note on, on the quarterback um, situation, Clifford carries himself a certain way. So, you know, you got to go out and deliver, but just kind of watching him carry himself a little bit. He he seems like a Packer right away. He was talking very communicative today, not only with Jordan, but with the receivers, with the offensive line. I was watching him kind of going around, getting in guys' ears a little bit. Jordan's certainly doing that as well, um, but he wasn't just passively being there. And I know that um, there were some questions when Clifford was drafted. Some people said, oh, he wasn't even going to get drafted, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the Packer coaching staff, when they had a chance to sit down with him before the draft, there was clearly something that impressed them. They thought that he was kind of a player coach kind of guy. They thought that he's a student of the game and watching him out there. That was very, very obvious as well. I saw him a number of times go over to Jordan after something and kind of talk in his ear a little bit. So even though maybe he's a young quarterback, he's definitely taking on the role of somebody who's another eyes and ears on the ground to help Jordan love succeed. So for what it's worth watching him today, I was super impressed watching him. He looked wags frankly like a veteran um just how he was handling himself and not as a rookie which is kind of wild so um good insight on your end and just kind of fascinating timing i'll be curious to see what happens when the bolts start to fly in, in preseason there you have it and folks dane sacrificed for all of us took his three-year-old daughter up to camp today um we were all at work and dane was really really just doing uh the lord's work out there i had to do it I'm, I, I did it all for you. I did it for all of you out there. So you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. 
And I just got to say, really cool. Dane and I were talking before the episode, uh, a bunch of the guests that we've had on uh, the pod, uh, not just this off season, but in past uh, off seasons were uh, coming up and dapping Dane uh, after practice and before practice chatting a little bit. So um, folks, if you, uh, have not had an opportunity to watch some of those interviews. A uh, bunch of guys. We've had probably, what, 15 guys that are on the team right now uh, on our podcast over the last couple of seasons. So it's just some really cool interviews. Uh, so if you're ramping up for the season here and haven't had a chance to go back and, and listen to some of those, especially some of these guys that are really battling, uh, maybe, dare I say, long shots to make the 53-man roster. Get to know these guys a little bit because a bunch of them uh, will definitely be on the practice squad and, and maybe have a long-term future with the Packers. And uh, a few of them uh, are going to be on this 53-man roster, a couple that will be a surprise for some of you. So start to familiarize with some yourself with some of these guys. You're going to see these names out there uh, starting this week week in particular in the preseason uh, and a whole bunch of content out there for you guys to catch up on and ramp up for the season. So um, I think with that, folks, thanks so much for joining us this evening. We'll be back next Monday. Um, as always, be legendary and go pack. Go pack go. Every year I know we're going to go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will say.